1: You know, all of us have a calling on our lives. Have you heard this before? We have a mission, and we're called to fulfill that mission. What's interesting is that sometimes that calling has an expiration date. Now, I'm not talking about the calling to share the gospel with our neighbors or friends and family. That, that, that calling never expires. I'm talking about specific execution of the calling that's put on your life. You may be an insurance agent that you're called. Then you're called to sell used cars, and then you're called to sell IT services. Then you're called to do radio. That could be your calling. Sounds like yours. Sounds like mine. That's my path, but probably not yours. Dr. Jim Harris has been a frequent guest on this show. In the last 10 years, the Lord has shifted him from corporate consulting to faith and work discipleship and now back to corporate consulting with the background of incorporating faith and work. I'm glad you're all here today to listen to this conversation. As so many of us think we're on one path and we go off on another path, but God directs us back to the first path, which is where he wants us to be. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome back to I Work for Him.
2: It is great to be with both you, both of you too. i I'm missing you guys. We've known each other for years, and Jim, I really don't want to see your face, but I'd love to see Martha.
1: <laughs> How have you seen God working in your life recently, Dr. Jim Harris?
2: Well, I've seen Him work for a lot of years, but in the last few months, He has exceedingly abundantly brought to me what I now call my Caleb quarter, my fourth quarter in my life. I'm 65, but I'm not stopping. Ain't no stopping me now like the old song. And he's brought to me, Jim, a new, fresh vision for how he wants me to finish strong. And I've never been more excited about it, but it's taken a lot of years to get to this place to where he could finally tell me what it is he's been wanting to tell me for a long time.
1: You know, I checked back the first time we talked was March of 2013. I I checked. I was looking at And and yes, I never delete an email so I can go back and check things like that. But it's the first time you and I had a phone conversation and Martha wasn't involved back then. But that was about a month before we went on the air. So you look at the, you look at the the transformation, the, the road that the Lord has taken you on in the last six years and the road the Lord has taken us on in the last six years. It's Quite a path of transformation. Share how the Lord has moved you in your working life in this last decade.
2: Well, in the last decade, around 10 years ago, I was finishing my um, my work as the Jim Harris group, as a keynoter, as a business book writer, flying all over the country, all over the world, primarily giving keynotes with a little bit of advising on the side. Then he put on me a heart to help disciple um, faith believers in business. So I shifted and started doing some work in there and have launched even a 501c3 from that time. But now I'm back into working toward and working with much bigger companies, but not as a speaker, not as a coach, but as a consultant advisor. So he shifted me from being on the stage to being off the stage, but now going deep with a client instead of just showing up for 60 minutes.
1: So what's the difference between a consultant and a consultant advisor
2: well i tell you what jim um for many many years while i was i've been on the stage uh, 26 years the Jim Harris Group has been alive. Um, That's after I left the Eckerd Corporation from right down there in Clearwater Mm -hmm. and started my company. I did not want to be called a consultant because I always thought a consultant, "Uh, Jim, show me your watch, and I'll tell you what time it is, and I'll pay me $10,000, and I'll get back on the plane.
1: Well, I want a job like that.
2: Oh, I tell you. Well, I, I was, frankly, I was condescending, forgive me, Lord, toward this idea of being getting into the trenches, going deep, and really helping from the inside out transform companies. But all along, that's what God wanted me to do. And only recently have I submitted enough and listened enough to say, that's it, that's it, thanks for being patient, you always came running after me. And now I see that going into a consultant, an advisor is, let me give you a couple of pieces of information. A consultant is, let's get this thing fixed for the long term from the inside out. That's, the exact, that's how I look at it anyway.
1: What do you think the Lord's wanted you to learn from this journey over this last decade?
2: Be willing to shift. Submit and shift. And part of that shift is to move in total faith, because my God, your God, our God is able to supply all of our needs exceedingly abundantly through his grace. So don't try to do it on your own. Submit, listen, and shift when the time is right. That's really one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last 10 years.
1: So this, this, so you were really speaking from your own heart, because that's what you were really learning at that time, this learning to shift. Isn't it really all about obedience, though?
2: It is. Submission is obedience, and will I submit, and it's not in a, in a mean, uh, God's going to treat me bad way, it's just saying, your will be done, not mine, just like we celebrated just recently on the resurrection weekend that Jesus submitted. If this can pass, please, but your will, not mine,
3: that's submission. You know, when you said that um, being willing to shift, it actually made me think about how a lot of people are too prideful to be willing to shift because they're like, nope, this is what I know I'm supposed to, I got to do. How, how do you, what do you say to um, people listening right now that say, you know, they're holding on to something so tight that they're not willing to, to be loose? Well,
2: um, if you hold on to something so tight because you think you control it and you think it's all about you and about what you want, may you not be drugged down to the bottom of the pit and still hanging on to something you should have <laughs> let go of a long time ago. Um, you know, I wasn't hanging on to my company. I was thinking something different. And what happened in my company, Martha, the, the Jim Harris group, I flatlined for seven years. I had always had great numbers going all over the place, and all of a sudden it just dried up. It was, eh, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out. I was still trying to be head-led, an idea-led, an opportunity-led, and I was coming up with all these things that I, that I thought would work, and, um, and instead of deeply submitting and learning what that meant. And once I came to full submission, then the new vision started easing, easing, easing into clarity.
1: Isn't it also true, Dr. Harris, that when you hold on to something so tight, you often squeeze the very life out of it? Oh, Absolutely. So here's a question. Before we get back to this whole shifting, this whole idea of what the Lord has for you next, you have written some incredible books. And I'm sorry, I couldn't remember the impact. I don't know why I couldn't remember the impact. But the book that has stuck with me and that I have shared literally thousands of times over the idea behind it and given away everyone you've given me to give away is Our Unfair Advantage, Unleashing the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business probably the most powerful practical book i've ever read on christianity almost like it could be the second book of acts not almost remember i said almost so i know that that book i saw it highlighted on your dinotas page talk to me about what's next do you have another book in in you know in your mind turning around
2: well, writers write. I've written fifteen books, so we always have these ideas out there. It's like fleas, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got probably a few more fleas back there. But fleas can be treated.
1: <laughs> writers, writers can be treated. And if it's fifteen, that means we've missed one because I don't. I we. I think you know we did eleven and twelve and. Th-
2: well, the first ten or twelve were were not worth reprinting, so oh, we'll just forget okay. about those. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. That's right. Our unfair advantage, in essence, was my story on how I went from being. Head-led, idea-led, opportunity-led, money-led, all the traditional stuff that non-believers and believers in business, how they're led in business to being Holy Spirit-led, to letting the Lord, through the power of Holy Spirit living inside of us, let Him make the decisions, let Him guide us, because He knows everything about everything, past, present, and future. So why not let the world's greatest consultant that we have free guide us in what we do? So our unfair advantage is unleashing kingdom wisdom, and kingdom influence throughout our spheres of influence. The next step, Jim and Martha, I sense, and I've got it roughly outlined, the working title could be, as the Lord leads, The New Normal. And The New Normal, I'm sensing, and this is part of what Dynatos Global, my new consultancy, is all about. The New Normal is walking in as a king because we are kings and priests in the marketplace, to walk in under our anointed excellence, but releasing as a priest that we walk in like a Daniel, like a Joseph, like a Nehemiah, that we have our excellence that we have built up over the years. But once we're there, we're unleashing the kingdom. So the new normal is walking in full spirit and power everywhere we go not just getting in touch with Holy Spirit, but letting Him guide even the conversations.
1: You know, what's amazing about that topic is that there's a lot of people that have grown up in the evangelical church or maybe a real traditional church, they're like, hey, this sounds like weird stuff. No, what Dr. Jim Harris is talking about is right out of the, the Gospels that I read, that the, the books of Acts and Paul that he wrote, and Peter and so many of the authors. But this these are new concepts, because there was never a sermon that I heard growing up till the time I was ever. Okay, like even today on talking about utilizing God's wisdom in our workplace by the through the power of the Holy Spirit, actually listening to the Holy Spirit as we're doing our jobs all day long and allowing the Holy Spirit to to intermingle with our day-to-day. Hmm. That's a new concept for a lot of people. So I think that so I think that book will be what well, will be very well received. Oh. Let's get let's get back to this. So go back to your conversation on your story, because Dr. Jim Harris, you have, the Lord has been stretching you pretty, pretty hard. The last, oh, yeah. It's been well over a decade, but as you said, it was seven years as you tried to, you know, keep the Dr. Jim Harris group alive and breathing, mm-hmm. but then God started to shift you. You know, a lot of Jesus followers, when they all of a sudden, for the first time, go all in Jesus, they think that, well, in order to do that, they have to quit their job and go into, quote unquote, ministry. Well, when in fact, God needs them right where they are in the ministry that they're already doing each and every day. But most of us don't have that paradigm in our heads that our workplace is our mission field. Did you make that kind of jump too? Because when you went all in for the Lord, you kind of walked away from the Jim Harris group and you started a ministry. Two times in my
2: last 15 years, I've been approached by the senior pastor of two different, two very well-run and very well-respected conservative um, congregations, the ones that I grew up in, as to be their number two dude to come in, to walk, go into full-time ministry, and neither one of them just seemed good, like Acts 16 says. It just, it didn't seem good. to to. So I have been asked to go into ministry, and the way I look at it, Jim and Martha, is that When we talk about, oh, you're in a business ministry, ministry is a church word. Ministry is a church mountain word. There are six other mountains, six other big chunks of spheres of influence. I don't talk about business ministry. I talk about business initiatives. Because when you say ministry, even with a believer, if you walked into another believer's business and say, hey, I'm with a ministry, the first thing they're thinking about, okay, how much are they going to ask for me today so they can keep their life built? the lights on in their place mm-hmm. unfortunately. So we need to start thinking about not just what we do as a ministry, it's really a kingdom initiative. What are we doing exactly where we're planted? Joseph changed government mountains. Daniel changed government mountains. Bezalel had an anointing when he was in the, in the desert with Moses to do beautiful works with gold and silvers and have an entire team. He was in the marketplace, and in fact, he was the first one to ever have Holy Spirit upon him. And one more thing, Jesus said several times, I only do what the Father tells me to do, I only say what the Father tells me to say. That's being led by Holy Spirit. He was the perfect example as he lived his three years in official ministry, mostly in the marketplace, of how to be led.
3: How do how do people, you know, you you had the Lord really helping you shift into different things over the years. What do you say to our listeners as they're listening and saying, you know, I feel that God's been telling me to make some changes, but I'm really I'm not really sure about how obedient I want to be or or what that's going to look like or how much it's going to hurt. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Without question, that's where you need to seek other people that have gone through it Mm. or have the spiritual acuteness, the spiritual awareness to to give you perspective on, on where you're going and where the next steps might be. Um, They don't have to agree with it. It's not for them to agree with what your next step, but to come in as intercessory prayer warriors on your behalf, to stand in the gap with you and just walk through you as the Lord clarifies. We need those folks to throw these ideas off of and actually um, have people more than just pray, but to commune and intercede for us on these steps. Um, That's a tough thing to find sometimes. I had a tough time finding those myself, but once I found a few That's all I needed, just a few, just a few witnesses, and they've helped guide me and clarify and polish where I'm going. So you've got to seek other people's inputs that you trust, that you know that are spirit-led.
1: So how many uh, different people do you have speaking into you? I mean, as accountability people, so people that you're accountable to. I mean, how many people do you have like that in your life? I have about six or seven. Wow. Do they always all agree with the direction that they're giving you? Um, no, because when you
2: look at, when you when you pray and when you sense the Lord leading you somewhere, it's not other people's vision, it's not other people's destiny, it's yours. You're just asking, am I missing something obvious? Is there, is there something, do you have a witness, do you have a sense on this? It's not, okay, four of you agree, two of you disagree, I'm going to do it. It is just helping clarify the witness. Go back and read in Acts 16 once again, when all the preachers got together on the great controversy, do you circumcise or not circumcise? Three times in that chapter, it seemed good to us and Holy Spirit. To us and Holy Spirit. That's where you get the witness between our unfair advantage. You have the same Holy Spirit, Jim and Martha, that I do. Do you have a witness? Does it seem good to you? And if it doesn't, and if I trust that you're really listening to the Lord then I'm going to go, wait a minute, maybe I need to reshift. Sometimes, though, we just got to be brave enough to say, nope, I know that I know that I know. I only need one witness. Let's go.
1: Dr. Jim Harris, thanks so much for being on I work for him today. Thanks for sharing more about Dinatos Global. What I look forward to is the next interview when you bring back some of those leaders who have mm-hmm. experienced Dinatos and have lived to tell about it. Dr. Jim Harris, thanks for being on the oh, show today. Thank you both so much.
2: It's great being with you. Thank again. you. God bless you both.
1: You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I Work For Him. Thank
0: you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power Pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, I Work For Him. If today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.